0: Hello and welcome to the Renaissance Polymath. I'm your host, Toby Gagnon, and on this episode, I would like to discuss being a good parent. Let's go ahead and get things started. I'm going to start this off by telling you that I am not a perfect parent. In fact, I am sometimes far from it. I'm also not an expert. I don't have any formal education in being a parent or understanding the child's psyche. I'm only going to share what I have learned from being a parent in hopes that someone else can benefit from hearing it. Alright, let's get to it. In my opinion, the first thing, the first and most important thing to being a good parent is being educated. What I mean by that is taking a class, reading books, learning both what to do as a parent and what not to do as a parent. And you can do this from those classes, from those books, or you can also learn from your trusted network, whether that's close family, close friends, whatever it is. And you can look at them and say, man, I really like how they're doing this parenting thing. I really like this aspect of how they parent. Another thing you can learn, of course, is what not to do. You can watch them and say, man, I really don't ever want to be that type of parent, and you can learn that and bring that forward into your own parenting style when that time comes. Number two for being a good parent is partnership. Conflicting parenting styles are confusing and usually result in bad things, and that's not necessarily just speaking between the relationship of the mother and father, or the parents, but it could also be with the child. If the child has conflicting reports, they could feel frustrated. Oftentimes, children don't know how to express themselves, so the way they do is by acting out. So, conflicting parenting styles are confusing and usually result in bad things. Sticking with partnership, supporting the other in the research and the decisions, and don't just pass the buck. Don't say, oh well, I don't know anything about potty training, I'm gonna leave that to my spouse support each other, both in the research and the decision-making process. And I would encourage whenever possible to give choices and let your child or your children make decisions. Those decisions can start as early as one or two years old. What toy do you want to play with? And don't leave it open-ended, right? Kind of narrow it down. Do you want to play with toy A or toy B? Do you want to wear this shirt or that shirt? Let them pick between the two, and then as they grow older, you can further open up the options to them to the point where it's what car do you want, right? And then the world is their oyster. Number three for being a good parent is communication. Communication has been a theme on episode one and episode two and it's no different here in episode three. Communication is extremely important. You need to be, as a parent, clear and concise with your spouse and with your child or children. And what I mean by that is You need to communicate effectively and efficiently in situations so that there's never that assumption or the should-have-known aspect comes back into things. Being clear and concise helps your child or your children make proper decisions with as much information. It also helps them to understand what is expected of them Going forward, you should never assume someone knows what is right or what is needed in a given situation. You should be communicating that beforehand or in the moment effectively and efficiently. Number four for being a good parent authority. Now I'm going to get a little controversial, right? As a parent, you are needed to set boundaries and to be the law, right? In your home, you are needed to set boundaries and to be the law. You should not try to be your child's friend more than you're trying to be their parent. That is a recipe for disaster, in my opinion. At some point, somebody will be the law for your child, whether that's at school, through the uh, school administration, whether that's at work, or whether that's in the real world with law enforcement. You need to set the boundaries early and be the law at home. You shouldn't be necessarily trying to be their friend more Then you're trying to be their parent they need a parent and it's going to not feel that way at times but by setting those boundaries you're setting them up for success and I'm not saying limit them I'm just saying set the boundaries last on authority know when you know pick your fights pick and choose your fights don't argue with a two-year-old and don't let your two-year-old dictate the situation and I don't just mean that for two-year-olds I can mean that for teenagers as well but I just used a two-year-old for this example Don't argue with a two-year-old. Don't let them dictate the situation. Again, you shouldn't try to be their friend more than you're trying to be their parent. Set those boundaries. Be the law. Be flexible. Give them choices. But stick within a given parameter. Number five is commitment. Do your best to stick to your guns as a parent. What I mean by that is basically don't be a pushover. If you make a rule, if you have made a decision, stick to it right wrong or indifferent stick to it but don't be too egotistic or too above making a change or making an alteration if you have more information or different information stick to your guns don't be a pushover and most importantly don't undermine or belittle your partner so what i mean by that is if you are a spouse and your husband or wife makes a decision makes a choice stick to their guns Your child should see you as equals. And arguing in front of your child isn't good. They're going to look and say, okay, who wins this argument? And then I know that they're the one that holds the upper hand in the household. So if I ever want anything, I just need to get them on my side because then I'm going to get what I want. They often pit mom against dad, right? Your child should see you as equals and arguing in front of them doesn't do that any good. So don't undermine or belittle your partner. All right, I have a few bonuses here. That was one through five like I normally do, but I do have some bonuses. All right, bonus number one. Two things no one ever told me that I wish they would have when I was becoming a parent. Number one, whatever your child is eating, whatever your baby is eating, from age one to, or zero to about age three, whatever they're eating, they are going to get covered in. But you are also going to get covered in it, whether it's ketchup or that horrible cereal mush stuff whatever it is two things that nobody ever told me number one whatever they're eating you are also going to get covered in and number two for the first three years of their life assuming they go to some sort of daycare you as the parent are going to be sick for the first three years of their life they're going to bring home these tiny little bugs as their immune system develops and grows and strengthens they're going to bring home these little bugs And they will affect you. And every other week, you're going to have a sniffle or a cough or whatever it is. You're going to be sick for the first three years of their life. All right, bonus number two, puppies versus babies. In my opinion, people who say raising a puppy and raising a baby are two completely different things has either never had a puppy or a baby. Because in my opinion, they're the exact same things. As a puppy, you need to constantly make sure they go outside, walk them often, their bladders, their bowels, they can't hold them. Babies are the same thing, changing constantly, feeding. Puppies will want to eat because they're growing. Babies are the same way. Puppies chew everything. Babies put everything in their mouth. They drool everywhere. They slobber everywhere. They mess everywhere. Puppies and babies are the same thing. The difference is there's no DSS for puppies. I guess PETA. You can't put a child in a crate and go to work. That's the biggest difference. So anybody who says puppies and babies aren't the same thing in terms of raising them has neither had a puppy or a baby, in my opinion. Bonus number three, don't be a helicopter parent if you can help it. Listen, injuries are going to happen. That's part of life. Your job as a parent, in my opinion, is to do your best to keep them minor injuries, Broken arms, broken wrists, things like that, they're going to happen eventually. Obviously, we don't want that for our children. But what those injuries ultimately do is they allow your child to experience the boundaries of their own uh, physical limitations of, let's say, gravity and physics in general. They're going to learn that by injuring themselves. Our jobs as parents is to try to keep those injuries minor. All right, bonus number four. Roll with the punches. As a parent, you can have the best laid plans. We're going to go to a play date after you wake up from your nap. But if that changes and that child wakes up grumpy from their nap, roll with the punches. Don't force things because ultimately it's going to frustrate you and just like pets can pick up on emotions, so can children. And they don't know necessarily why they're mad because they can't express themselves the right way. So don't put yourself in a frustrating situation if you can help it. If your child wakes up grumpy from a nap and you're supposed to go to a play date, just go ahead and postpone the play date. It'll be there later. Experience different things. Roll with the punches. Do your best to set a schedule and to stick to it if that's the type of person you are, but don't be so held fast to that schedule that you can't roll with the punches because ultimately you're just going to be frustrated. All right, quick summary of being a good parent, in my opinion, number one is education. You should always be continuing to learn by taking classes, reading books, or learning from a trusted network, both what to do and what not to do. Number two, partnership. Conflicting parenting styles really don't do good things. You should try to be on the same page, communicate with each other, uh, support each other in research and decisions. Don't assume the other one's going to do it. Don't pass the buck. And then give choices to your child or children and let them help make decisions and build those as they grow. Number three, communication. Be clear and concise with your spouse for expectations. Be clear and concise with your child or children for expectations. Don't assume someone knows what is right or what is needed in any given situation. Number four is authority. You are needed to set boundaries for your children. You are needed to be the law in your own home because at some point your child will experience the law if you don't do it at home. You shouldn't try to be your child's friend more than you're trying to be their parent. And lastly, don't argue with the two-year-old. Don't let them dictate the situation. You are the parent. Set those boundaries. Be the law. Number five is commitment. Do your best as a parent to stick to your guns. Don't be a pushover, but don't undermine or belittle your partner. Your child should see you as equals in this relationship and parents, and arguing in front of them isn't going to do you any good. And then the bonuses Two things nobody ever told me when I wish they would have is, number one, whatever your child eats, you will also could be covered in, and you will be sick for the first three years of their life, assuming they go to some sort of daycare. Puppies versus babies, raising puppies and raising babies are the same thing, in my opinion, don't ever let anybody tell you otherwise. Uh, Number three, don't be a helicopter parent. Injuries are going to happen. Just do your best as a parent to keep them minor injuries. And number four, of course, roll with the punches. Do your best to set a schedule, but don't be afraid to change things and don't feel like you have to be held fast to those. So that about wraps up this episode. But I would encourage you to do your own continued research and education. I'll make sure to link below in the show notes all of the things I talked about in this episode. On the next episode, I'll be discussing life balance with a special guest. If you have any feedback, please feel free to send me an email at podcast at therenpo.com. That's T-H-E-R-E-N-P-O com. I would also appreciate it if you left a review wherever you podcast. That helps this show be discoverable to others and helps me understand where things can be improved. Don't forget to subscribe and auto-download new episodes so you don't miss any of the future topics. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode.